Well, hello again, dragons. This is Kenny Rotter. Today's podcast does feature Julie Weiss, the marathon goddess. Julie is known for running 52 marathons in 52 weeks, an incredible feat by anybody's standards. Uh, We get into a lot of really good stuff on this one, so I'm going to let Julie take it away. Work out, nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice. Hello out there, dragons. Welcome back to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. We are here with Julie Weiss, the marathon goddess. First and foremost, thank you so much for coming on the show, Julie. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. It's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. I absolutely appreciate it. Now, I've already told people out there a little bit about you. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your life and uh, your marathon mission? I'd be glad to. Thank you. I, my name is Julie Weiss, as you know, also known as the Marathon Goddess. So by day, 9 to 5, I work as an accountant. But after 5 and before 9 and on the weekends, I'm a marathon goddess running marathons to help fight cancer and cure cancer. So I that is my passion. That is my mission because I lost my father to pancreatic cancer. And um, after we lost him, my biggest fan, I knew I had to do something big to help cure pancreatic cancer and now all cancers because all cancers suck. <laughs> so, yeah. That is one abs- – that is the perfect way to describe it. All cancers suck. Yeah, and I, I shouldn't laugh about it, but I'm I'm just trying to achieve something great by doing something we love. And, you know, my love and my passion happens to be running and running marathons. So it's not cancer is uh, no laughing matter. And um, the thing is, is that when you're doing something to try to help, you know, bring shed light on it um you might as well do something you love and bring smiles to people's faces and show cancer who's boss and we're not gonna let it win so that's my mission julie that is awesome and that's really excellent and i just want to share with you one of my little life philosophies and i i think this is fitting in terms of what you said about cancer you know with everything that goes on in our lives we can laugh or we can cry I choose to laugh because I can get more accomplished while I'm laughing because it's it releases those endorphins as opposed to when I'm crying. So yeah, cancer sucks, but if we, you know, number 1, humor's the best medicine and if we keep light about it and keep fighting and just have that happy attitude that yeah, we're going to beat this. And, right. And you know Exactly then I think that could actually help a lot of people out there. But since we started off so so intense, so deep, <laughs> I can tell this is going to be an amazing conversation. But let's get started with a little bit of a lighter topic. Who is your favorite fictional hero or superhero? 
Or who's your own personal hero or someone who inspires you and why? Well, that's a great question, and it's hard to answer with just one person. Um, I was thinking about it as far as a fictional character. I would probably have to go with Wonder Woman, even though she's not blonde, because I'm blonde. Um, You know, I I admire her for her strength and her uh, just her determination to fight off all evil. And to me, you know, cancer is evil. So, you know, she's strong and powerful and beautiful and like a goddess. So as far as fictional character, I would have to say Wonder Woman is my superhero. But I'm also all about being your own superhero, which is why I'm, you know, coined the marathon goddess. Um, But there are so many people who inspire me um, when I'm out there running. I, you know, I'm a pace leader, so I help all kinds of people well, I was a pace leader before I started running all these marathons, but I help people run from like one mile to marathons. And so to see them complete a full marathon is they're my heroes. They inspire me. And then these cancer fighters out there, these people who are diagnosed with cancer and they're out there fighting for their life. I mean, there's the real hero right there. They don't like to be called heroes sometimes, but you know, when you're out there running a marathon and you're thinking, Oh my, it's getting hard. It's getting hard. But then you think about these people that are fighting an even harder battle, and you're like, you know what? This is nothing. I'm running for them, and we're gonna show, we're gonna show them that we can do anything. And um, so yeah, those people are my heroes. Those people inspire me, and also my dad. Um, he was my biggest fan. He inspires me. You inspire me. Anybody who's going after their dreams inspires me. That's awesome. I actually feel a hundred percent the same. There's a lot of people who have come to me and they've said, Kenny, we appreciate your positive attitude. We appreciate you pushing yourself. It gives us the motivation and inspiration to accomplish what we want. And then I see them accomplishing their goals and that just re-inspires me. And it's just this totally awesome circle of inspiration. Do you ever get that feeling? Absolutely. Uh, Every day. Yep. I'm surrounded by it. And I choose to surround myself with people like that who are, you know, going after their goals and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you surround yourself with positive people, you're going to um, be a more positive person and be able to make the world a better place. Absolutely. That's awesome. So if I can ask, where did you get your start towards being a marathon runner? And then how did that evolve into the idea of running 52 marathons in 52 weeks. I um, hope you're sitting down. It's a long answer, but I'll try to make it not too long. I actually started running when I was 30, I want to say 37, and that was about seven years ago. When I was overweight, I was on antidepressants. I was a young mom. I had two teenage kids, and I was sort of going through – just going through the motions of life and depressed and went on a vacation with my my family and uh, we went to Hawaii and that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to start running on the beach, I want to get healthy, I don't like the way I'm living, you know, life was just really dark, I was in a dark place um, at that time and uh, so I started running on the beach every day while I was on vacation, started really enjoying it, loving it and 
I thought, wow, you know, I just began to feel alive. So when I, I made a pact that when I would return home to Santa Monica, where I live, I would continue to run on the beach and with my dog. And so I did. And I, I did one better. I actually um, got off of those uh, supercharged antidepressants, uh, lost about 25, 30 pounds, signed up for my first event, which was a, a triathlon. And I completed that. And that was um, when I sort of got the bug. That was an amazing experience. I loved it. And then I um, decided, okay, I'm going to sign up for a half marathon. Completed that. My dad was like looking and going like, what is she doing? What is going on? My dad became instantly my biggest fan and something that we could actually connect on, you know, because we didn't have the perfect childhood, you know, relationship when I was growing up. But when I started running, he just got he was really proud of me telling all his friends <laughs> what I was doing. So he was my number one fan and it was really cool. So after I completed this half marathon, I was like, okay, if I can run 13.1 miles, what's stopping me from completing a full 26.2 mile marathon? So in March of 2008, my first marathon, the LA marathon, I was going to uh, run that marathon and uh, I was going to qualify for Boston, right? I'm like, I'm all excited. I'm like, just started training like three months before, like really serious marathon training, which is not enough. Three months before a marathon is not enough. But anyways, I ran that marathon, hit the wall at mile 14. And for those of you that don't know what hitting the wall is, it's kind of like you are, um, your car is in neutral and you're, you're pressing on the gas. You hear the engine rev, but but nothing moves, right? It's an awful feeling, especially when you still have 12.2 miles to get to the finish line. <laughs> but I'm happy to say that I did finish. And after that, I um, swore I'd never do another marathon, but it wasn't long till I signed up for my next one. I sort of had to redeem myself. And um, all this time, I'm, you know, thinking, you know, I'm going to qualify for Boston. I, I've got to do that. That's just some, something that, you know, a lot of runners really want to do. And my dad became my biggest fan, you know, always cheering me on no matter what my time was. And about 17 marathons later or so, um, I, I got really close to qualifying, missed it by two minutes. I was devastated, but uh, not nearly as devastated as I would be when I uh, my mom called the next day to actually tell me that my dad had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and that there was nothing the doctors could do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was intense. I was devastated. I was hope I was kind of like lost. I felt alone. I didn't know where to go, what to do. And I started researching, you know, about pancreatic cancer and all the um, statistics, I could run some of those by you. Um, it's the fourth leading cause of cancer death in the United States right now. Approximately 47,000 will be diagnosed in, in a year, and about 30, 38,000 will die. It is the lowest funded cancer right now for research, and uh, highest, I think it's um, the mortality rate, it's like 6% live after five years. It's not good. It didn't look good for my dad, and uh, he passed away just 35 days after his diagnosis. I um, had another race coming up, and I, I was like, you know, I, I I have to do this. You know, I have to do this for my dad. And so I ran that race on December 5th, 2010. 
just about 10 days after my dad had passed away. I qualified for Boston that day, and I knew I didn't do it alone. He was there with me. It was kind of a surreal experience. And after that, I knew I had to do something big to um, make a difference. Uh, and that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to run 52 marathons in 52 weeks. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got a full-time job, you know, so my kids and family, uh, but somehow I'm going to do this. And so I made that goal. I committed to it. I, I set all of my channels to completing this goal. You know, I, I pulled out all the stops. And so the uh, first marathon was to take place at the Rome Marathon in Italy in um, March of 2012. And so... The stage was set and uh, ran that marathon. And as soon as I was done, I was one down and 51 more to go. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I just think, number one, being able to get your body to do that and get your mind in that sort of mindset, uh, especially after what you had just been through. I think that is the epitome of taking a tragedy in your life and putting the most positive actions towards it and I think that's absolutely incredible thank you yeah it was just something that I felt you know in my heart in my soul this is just something that I had to do and uh you know you just have to honor that and listen to it when that it's like a calling or something you know and um yeah, because a lot of people could curl up and just, you know, be depressed about it. And But but I decided to take action. And, and at the time, I was uh, decided to raise a million dollars for pancreatic cancer research. And I, I'm still going for it. That's excellent. Well, and I'm hoping after this podcast, people out there will hear the your goal of raising a million dollars and they will be more than happy to help you out in any way shape or form they can that would be awesome <laughs> now a uh, little bit of a sub question was your goal to run one marathon a week or were there sometimes where you ran two marathons in a weekend and then took a week off um it was the goal was to be one marathon a week and uh, after, I don't know, four or five marathons, I, I had to change my schedule around, not due to injury, but due to, um, just like personal things. So I, um, had signed up for a couple doubles and triples actually, like the Tahoe, Lake Tahoe triple, which is three marathons back to back to back. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a large group of people who do this kind of stuff called the marathon maniacs, which I am one of. You know, some people will do 50 marathons in 50 days or something like that. So, but three marathons back to back to back to me was like a holy moly. <laughs> That's, you know, yeah. 78 miles. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I did it and I completed it. And That's awesome. So, yeah, you just kind of have to make those adjustments. And, and there, those marathons are out there. Um, I think the world record right now is about 168 marathons in a year. So... Oh. I know. Oh, that's so much. That's so bad for your so, knees. Actually, that's the first question that everyone asks. Like, how are your knees? And honestly, my knees are fine because I had to um, 
slow down the pace and not run super fast. Otherwise I would have been injured, but uh, my body held up fairly well because I, I knew I just had a body that recovered pretty quickly and I didn't run during the week either. But those, you know, those people that do like 168 in a year, you can't really work. So I was working full time. I would leave my office on a Friday or a Saturday and then I would fly to a different state or city and sometimes country, run the marathon on a Sunday, hop on a plane and get back to work Monday morning for an entire year. Wow. That must, that's a very hectic year. I know I've had some of those experiences where I've flown out on a Saturday or a Friday night on a red eye, done a race early in that morning or early that Sunday morning and then flown back that night. So I can imagine how yours must have been. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was exhausting, but you, you just think about, you know, your goal and what you're doing and you, there's no, um, I mean, the word giving up or quitting does not exist. It's like some people are like, oh, you don't have to do all of the marathons. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So we did it. Excellent. When in your life have you experienced failure or was there at all a time where you just wanted to give everything up? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Maybe in particular, if there was a time during your 52 for 52, if there was a time where maybe after 20 or 30 or 40, you were just like, I can't do this. I, 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 was there ever a time like that? I think after a double marathon one day, I woke up one morning or, or I had to wake up and run another marathon. It was a back-to-back. -back, and I, I thought to myself, this is awful, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But honestly, I knew it. I knew I would complete this thing. There was like nothing. There was nothing that was going to stop me. Nothing. I mean, I had things happen along the way that you have to wait for the book to come out for me to tell you about. But... I mean, I was like, it was like passion on fire. Okay. There was nothing that was going to stop me. And I knew in my head I was going to get it done one way or the other. And honestly, that's the kind of desire and passion it takes to complete a goal like that. Um, I, I just knew in my heart I would complete it. I never, ever thought about giving up. I mean, there was times that I was really low and depressed because when you're uh, putting out that kind of energy, you're, um, your, your hormones are like up and down and up and down, you know? So, um, it got a little, it got a little rough, but I, I never, um, never thought for once that I would not complete it unless I had a stress fracture and thank God I did not. I never got injured. So I was okay. Uh, I probably would have crawled even if I did get a stress fracture, which probably wouldn't have been good for my body, but thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> thankfully. So with this running 52 and 52, was there a mantra or a motto or anything even outside of the 52 for 52, a favorite motto, a favorite pump up saying that just keeps you going and reminds you why you're doing this? Yeah. You ready? Yes. We got this. <laughs> we got this. And I, uh, I didn't make that up. I just say it more than most people and I kind of... I, I just, people just would say it and they'd think of me. We got this because, you know, no matter what happens, we got this, you know, 
you're diagnosed with cancer. You're going to, you're going to fight it and you're going to survive. We got this. Okay. And it's not, I got this. It's not, you got this. It's we. So like it's a community and, um, it's actually going to be the name of my book and oh. I've got, I've copyrighted it. <laughs> Excellent. Well then I'm not going to use it cause I don't want to no, pay can't. royalties. <laughs> Just for a book. <laughs> you can say it actually. Um, if you say it, you have to make a donation of $2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone out there listening would have no problem making that donation out of the kindness of their heart. But <laughs> I love I love that motto because it, it, it actually means a lot to me because personally in my life, uh, I know that whenever something goes wrong or whenever something happens in my life, whenever I experience failure – I know that I'm not alone. And I think everybody out there, all the dragons out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast and trying to make their lives better, trying to improve their lives for themselves and other people, they know they're not alone. They know somebody out there has their back, you know. And That's so right. it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it never has to be, I've got this. It's, we've got this. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And I love it, Julie. I love it. Yay. <laughs> now, what gets you up in the morning? I know you got this motto, we've got this, but what if what if we've already got everything? So what gets you up in the morning? What really drives you to wake up each and every day and just tackle it head on, meet it with a full head of steam and get the most out of every day? That's a really good question because it doesn't come easy. You know, I'm for a while after I completed the marathons, I'm like, okay, I did this. You know, we did this. <laughs> now what? You know? Um, so it's tough. I mean, you, you really have to have a goal in order to get that kind of feeling when you wake up in the morning to want to get up and get up after it. Because if you don't have a goal, it's not you're like you're just going to lay in bed for a couple hours, you know? So um, it comes in waves, you know, but you, you set goals for yourself and then that's what makes you want to get up and charge out of bed. And honestly, I didn't have one for about, I don't know, a year after the 52 marathons, you know, we're going on a year and a half now. It was tough, you know, but I would never like, you know, I think about the people out there fighting for their lives and I'm like, okay, you're healthy, you're doing great. You get up and you go do your thing and continue to work towards your goal of, you know, the million dollars you've done, you've done the marathons, but you're not done yet. You know, you want to get out there and inspire the world because we all have a gift. I believe we've all been given a gift. And I think my gift is to inspire others. And, um, you know, whether it be running or whatever it is that your passion is to get out there and do what you love. And uh, we just need to embrace whatever gift we've been given, make a plan and go for it, you know, to, make it work for not just you, but for others. So my goal right now, since I've done all those marathons and they were never about time, it was never about completing them in, you know, five hours, six hours, four hours. Um, I'm at the point in my life because I am a runner at heart and um, I like to get super fast again. Um, So I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm running 60, 70 miles a week. I run to work. I run home. Um, running on the weekends and I'm, you know, doing the best I can so that I can run a, like a, a killer marathon. I'm work, working on the LA marathon. And then after that, I'm hoping to even win one maybe next year. So 
um, I want to do that. You know, it's another way to draw attention to the cause and to inspire others to show people that someone like me who didn't run in high school or college, you know, um, just started running when I was 37. You can do anything you set your mind to. So if it speaks to you and you hear it in your soul and it's calling you, you know, get up and go for it. You know, if it's a good thing, go for it. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I love what you said about having goals and keeping those goals in mind because, you know, how much easier would your life be and would my life be if we just decided to wake up in the morning, sit on the couch and veg out day after day, go to work, come home, sit on the couch, watch TV, catch up on all the shows and have that be our life. It would be a lot easier than going out and running 60 or 70 miles a week. You know, it would be a lot easier than you and I trying to coordinate times to sit down and have a podcast. It would be, you know, but nobody is going to change the world unless we do it. And that's something out there for all the dragons. Nobody is going to change the world for you. You've got to go out. You've got to motivate. You've got to inspire people. Absolutely. It's contagious. Inspiration. It's contagious. Absolutely. And also, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who I believe lives uh, near or around you. Her name is uh, Kimberly Chanel Clark. She also runs marathons. Hopefully, I can get you guys in contact and maybe we can get some synergy and some chemistry there. Um, I think that would be really excellent. And I think you you both could uh, benefit a lot from each other's interaction. Thank you. I'd love that. And before we move on to the nerd questions, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to ask you a brief personal question. I am doing my first half marathon in about nine weeks. Awesome. Okay. And I haven't started training, <laughs> but I have run Tough Mudders, which are 10 and 11, 12 miles, but with obstacles and over you know, trails, not necessarily street running. Uh, What advice would you have for me in training for my first half marathon? Uh, That's a really good question. Um, First, I have to ask, what was your last longest run that you did? My last longest run was probably, it was a Tough Mudder in North Carolina, 10 miles with some walking inner spurt you know in between oh. and when was it uh last week of october so about, okay. a, about a month ago oh you're doing great so here's the problem that most runners go out the the most common mistake runners will do is they're going to go out and they're going to train and they're going to think they have to go out and push really hard and run like fast that is uh what will probably burn most runners out and they're going to think oh this is hard this is awful and they'll never never want to do it again so Start just slowly where you can do the talk test and you can hear yourself. You can talk to somebody and you're not, you're not breathing heavy and you're just kind of, um, you're at that nice comfortable pace where you feel like you can go forever. Okay. So you, you want to just you take it easy at that aerobic pace. Okay. Where you can, you're just not breathing heavy because if you're breathing heavy, you're going too fast. You want to slow down. You need to build an aerobic base before you can add the speed work on top of it. That's how you're going to get stronger. 
But um, I would suggest doing that uh, probably three, four times a week and um, increasing your mileage by, um, I think it's not more than like um, a mile a week, something like that. So if you're already at 10 miles, you're doing great. But I, I would probably take it down a notch and just, you know, lower intensity running and then maybe one night of speed work or just um, speed up at the end of your run for like the last mile or something like that. Kicking okay. into gear. Yeah. And and make it fun. Um, that's the number one rule. Keep it fun. Make it enjoyable. And whether that means running with a friend, a dog, music, a running group, whatever it is, um, just just make sure you're having fun. Rule number one. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate mm -hmm. you taking the time to answer that question for me. You got it. We got this. We got this. <laughs> now, moving more towards our nerd side, uh, what are you nerding out about right now? Is there a particular run you're psyched up for? Is there a movie or book that's coming out? Is it your own book that's coming out? What's got you really psyched up right now? I have three things. And um, the first one, I'm uh, okay, I'm a nerd, I guess. Um, Spirit of the Marathon 2 is a movie that, uh, very inspirational movie that was featured, um, I was one of the featured runners in it, and it was based on the Rome Marathon, which was the first of my 52 marathons, and you can go on to the Spirit of the Marathon um, store right now, and um, you can purchase that movie, uh, the DVD, for 15% off, they're having like a holiday special, it's a really inspirational movie, not just for runners, but for non-runners as well, it's all about the marathon and what brought them to the marathon and the marathon itself. So that's a great, great, very inspirational film. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in it, but um, <laughs> that's a really great one that I'm uh, nerding out about, I guess you could say. <laughs> Excellent. And then um, I want to give you the website to that in a second. And then there's um, our book, which is probably due to come out in um, – Hopefully early next year we got this. I don't have a website for that yet, but keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on um, Julie Weiss Marathon Goddess Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. And then, um, but my my passion, as you know, is uh, not just running, but raising money to help end cancer, not just pancreatic, but all cancers. And I'm working for a fantastic charity called the Lazarus Cancer Foundation. And if you go onto my website, marathongoddess.com, click on the Donate Now button, you can help me read, uh, reach my goal. And uh, Lazarex is an amazing, amazing foundation. They help all end-stage cancer patients uh, who have been told you have no other options. Go home and get your affairs in order. There's nothing we can do. And uh, that's when Lazarex steps in. When you're out of hope, you're out of money, Lazarex will step in. They will give you the hope you need, the money that you need to connect you to an FDA-approved clinical trial that could possibly save your life, extend your life, and really and truly that's what we want is more time with our loved ones. So it, it's a beautiful um, mission that they have, and I'm happy to be their Team for Life ambassador. And they have wonderful races. They have the Big Sur marathon that you could raise money for and you can um join that marathon it's sold out but team for life has bibs available um here's a really nerdy one the star wars marathon uh half marathon in disneyland love it I, right 
I think there's a few bibs available uh, for that sold out race. So you can wear a, you can uh, join team for life and run with us and, or you can pick your own race and fundraise on your own and have an individual page for whatever race or event you're doing. That's awesome. That is awesome. Those are all three awesome things that are great to be nerding out about. (laughs) We love it. And now what's awesome is now we get to nerd out about that with you. So we've got this. We get to nerd out as well. (laughs) I love it. Okay, let's nerd out. (laughs) Now, on a more serious topic, if you had to be one superhero in a battle royale where all the superheroes and supervillains across all the universes are put on Earth as it is today and told to fight... Who oh my god. You, who would you be? Why? And how would your skill set be incorporated? Seriously? Um, I should have uh, researched this question a little. More. <laughs> I I would have to I can you be your own superhero? Yes. Okay. So, my kids are going to laugh at me, but I I am the um what did I call myself? The purple powered pancreatic cancer crusader and um my my power is running (laughs) and curing cancer and i i guess i could just keep running forever to whoever needs help or inspiration or whatever it is who's ever down and out (laughs) i can go and i can help them um get back up and get fighting again because i'm the marathon goddess in her purple powered pancreatic cancer crusader uh thing (laughs) i love it i love it it totally works oh man Uh, yeah that's a little nerdy sorry i hope the purple powered pancreatic cancer crusader gets her own saturday morning cartoon show right yeah that's gonna happen it absolutely should and a book series and comic book series you never know (laughs) keep an eye out (laughs) now this one's kind of a fun one if you find your or if you could train with one person, dead or alive, real or fake, who would it be and why? Oh my god, this is like really silly of me, but have you ever watched The Biggest Loser? Yes. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Duval or something. He's like an amazing trainer on The Biggest Loser. Duval, Duvet, I don't know. He one of those trainers, okay? Cuz they're <laughs> they're really bad. You know, you know, they're 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 amazing. And I would like to train with them because they get people super strong. And um, I may be able to run far, but my strength, you know, I'm a little lacking there. So those guys are superhuman. Some of those guys, they really get you going real quick. Were you about to say badass a little bit earlier? Yeah. Are you allowed to say that? You can say whatever you want on here. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're they're totally badass. So those trainers on there, I would love to train with them. But um, you know, you never know. Maybe I can get a little part on that show and I can go train with them. Hey, all it takes is a tweet. You never right? They can bring me on. I can help them uh, all run a marathon. Absolutely, and <laughs> we do appreciate the little brief self censorship, but it is not necessary. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Loved it. Love it. I know that wasn't very exciting, but, you know, hey, I was just thinking about how cool it would be to train with those guys. Um, I actually I, kind of agree with you. There's the guy on Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I can't remember his name because I haven't watched that show in like a few years. He always got me kind of psyched up and powered up and like I would love to just spend a year training with him. I think that'd be right? awesome. Yeah, because uh, weight training is a big part of um, running. You can't just run. You have to also if you do weight training, you're going to have uh, less risk of injury and you're going to be stronger and you're going to be faster and Absolutely. also gives you confidence. So for sure. Good stuff. Okay, we've got another fun one. Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> Bring it, though. We'll All see. Right. You find yourself in a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, no. Okay. You're fighting for survival. Okay. From predators, both human and animal. What would you do to maintain your fitness? And what would you want for a protection? And where do you think you're personal life experience would come into play okay so can i ask you to just repeat it one more time all right absolutely not a problem you find yourself in a post-apocalyptic world and you're fighting for survival from predators both human and animal what do you do to maintain your fitness what do you do to protect yourself and where do you think your experience would come into play Okay, so for fitness and to protect myself, of course, my running would come in really handy because I could probably outrun most predators. It's probably true. I would say. <laughs> um, and the other part of the question was? Well, I guess where would you think your experience would come into play? And if you're running away from people or animals, then I guess that's where your experience Yeah, I, I would probably, you know, they'd get tired. They'd be like, okay, when is she going to stop running? <laughs> right? They could, but what if they're faster than you and they're sprinting? I don't know. I, I, I guess the uh, fact that my kids just made me watch, uh, what do you call it? The Hunger Games. <laughs> um, it'd be really cool to like be like, what's her name? Katniss. Katniss. Yeah, and be able to like shoot a bow and arrow at them. She's <laughs> awesome. Right? I wholeheartedly agree. So that would work. Us here at Dumbbells and Dragons, we love women who can kick ass. Yeah. So I, I would like that. I would like that gift. I don't quite have it yet, but that would come in handy if I uh, could could learn something like that. So Hey, hey we've got this. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah, absolutely. And Julie, a little bit earlier, you were telling me about how you had done You'd kind of been experienced in interviews. I bet you've never been asked that question before. No, this is a whole <laughs> new one that got, a, got me by surprise, but it's fun, and I like it. And remember, that's rule number one. you got to have fun. Absolutely. Loving it. Now, as we're getting ready to wrap up a little bit, do you have one resource, mobile app, or piece of equipment that you really get behind and that you can refer to all of our listeners? Do I have a piece of equipment that I can get behind? What do you mean? Like, like a piece of equipment that, well, number one, do you have a resource, like something on the internet or um, a blog or a training app, like for your phone, that you can really like get behind and support, and then a piece of equipment that you feel is like the best. Like you go to the gym and you're always like loving this particular machine, you know, the stair climber or the rower or something like that. Gosh, you know, I, I'm not really a gadget girl. Um, that's one of the reasons I love running because you don't really, you don't need 
equipment. You don't need an app to run. You just get out there and run. But if you want to, like, I'd probably have to stand behind my Garmin if you're really interested in how far you're mm-hmm. going and your your pace and your your distance and um you know it's the new ones out there are, are tracking everything these days i mean everything so the garmin's a, a great thing to have for uh for training um i don't have a training blog up per se right now but sometimes we do offer training tips and um usa marathon training is another one of my allies out there who helps us uh be able to run marathons uh with more efficiency and so if you want to check out that usa marathon on facebook uh it's got some great running tips for you right now that's about it as far as you know i don't have an app that i'm nerding out about unfortunately i just get out there and i i run (laughs) not unfortunate you just do what you do and that's perfectly acceptable that's perfectly cool and we love that i got a really cool headlight that i wear and lights on my arms does does that help i mean because you don't want to get hit by cars out there at night so be sure that you're (laughs) lit up safety first (laughs) yeah yeah um i would actually love to see pictures or tweets or something of one of our listeners especially coming up in the holiday season, wrapping themselves in a Christmas lights right? and going for a run like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of look like a Christmas tree when I'm running. I got a red, <laughs> red light and a green one awesome. on my arms. Now, you've kind of mentioned some places throughout this, uh, throughout this conversation, but just so we can get them all in one place, uh, where can people connect with you? I would say I'm most active on my Facebook page on my uh, marathon goddess Facebook page. I'm trying to get more nerdy about like Instagram and Twitter. And what's that other thing? Snapchat. (laughs) I haven't tried that yet, (laughs) but uh, I would say Facebook and uh, my website because you can email me straight from my website, marathongoddess.com. Make donations there. Okay. And also um, my Facebook page under mm-hmm. Marathon Goddess. It's just facebook.com backslash Marathon Goddess? Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm assuming your Twitter name, is it Marathon underscore Goddess or just Marathon? It's just Marathon Goddess marathon on goddess. Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, I think. But I don't use that one much. Okay. Well, that's excellent. And actually, we're still trying to get used to the whole, we're trying to add Pinterest to our social media repertoire as it is nice to finally to cap things off what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the dumbbells and dragons podcast i would say uh when you do what you love for somebody that you love that's where the miracles will happen so follow your dreams remember you can do anything you put your mind to and never give up we got this julie you ended it perfectly Like, that is phenomenal. I hope everyone out there who's listening to this is just as inspired and just as motivated as I am and just just as willing to give back and to support others, just to be there, to be the we for everyone else out there. And I think that's awesome, and I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. We absolutely appreciate you talking with us today. Thank you. It's an honor to be on your show and, and really, really fun. So I, I look forward to um, hopefully meeting you one day and maybe even going for a run. I would love that. And you are absolutely welcome back anytime. 
we think the book's going to be coming out in the spring. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh huh. All we're, right. We're, we're pushing it through, so. Well, hopefully you will keep us updated, and we will be more than happy to refer everyone to wherever they can purchase the book whenever it becomes available. Okay. Thank All you right. so much, and and remember the the Spirit of the Marathon two DVD on sale right now and go to my website if you can make a donation to Lazarex they're doing amazing things for people that um, have are out of hope you know we're doing amazing things to give them hope give them dignity and give them life so that's what it's all about absolutely work out nerd out everybody thanks for listening As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.